Hey Hair Beauties, we're Chris and Ashley and Stewart. We're two motivated hairstylists who are linked by our passion for hair and our love for each other. We've both enjoyed a successful career behind the chair, and we want to share some of the things that we've learned over the years to help make that happen for you. We plan on inspiring, educating, and motivating all of you. And hopefully along the way, you'll also feel like you're married to hair. Hey Hair Beauties, and welcome to episode number four of the Married to Hair podcast, or otherwise known as Self-Isolation Day, who the heck knows. Yeah, we stopped counting after the first week or so, and uh, instead of just spending all of our time wishing we were back at work, we figured we'd talk to you guys today about uh, the five things that we plan to do while we're off to try and further our business uh, so that when we go back, we can hit the ground running. Yeah, no, I think that sounds like a great plan. And I know for me, like the first week, it was sort of like trying to come up with so many ideas of what I can do now because me not working is crazy. Like I just never thought I would ever be in the position not to work. Yeah, can we just talk about the fact that as a hairstylist, you kind of get this sense that your skill is so transferable and it is. You can go anywhere and do it, right? You could be you know, on a beach somewhere, and if somebody has a pair of scissors and, uh, you know, a head of hair to cut, you can do that. And so it seems so unbelievable that we'd be in the position where we literally cannot work for reasons that are entirely out of our control. Yeah. And I just, I never, I just never assumed I'd ever be in this position. So for me, like, a lot of us, our job is behind the chair. It's with clients. It's interacting with clients every day and being stuck in like one house or one apartment or one room for a elongated period of time is kind of crazy for us. I know that I've been sitting a lot more doing things, working on my computer a lot more. And that's so odd for us because we stand behind a chair. We have conversations with people every day. And I know for me, it's I am a little bit more of an introvert that tries to be an extrovert. So for me, this is okay to a degree, but I do miss the social part and being able to speak to people. Absolutely. And it, none of this should feel comfortable because we're living in a pretty crazy time right now. Like there's a lot of uncertainty going on out there. I mean, we're supposed to be going back to work April 7th in theory if the... Um, if the direction from the province gets lifted, we're in Ontario, by the way, if anybody's wondering. Um, but if the if the mandate gets lifted, we're supposed to be back at work April 7th. But to be honest, we don't know if that's true. I know Quebec has already said like May 1st is the soonest that they can go back to work. And I'm assuming that we're going to be probably taking the same lead. Um, and then for people in the U.S., I mean, it's kind of going crazy down there right now. There is so many cases and it's kind of just exploding down there. So who knows when they're going to go back to work. So for right now, as stylists, I feel like we need to kind of take our careers back and kind of give ourselves some ideas of ways that we can kind of improve ourselves and kind of still have some sort of a business or at least something to keep us going when we have to be shut down and we can't be interacting with clients. So as Stuart said, we're going to talk to you guys about our top five things that stylists can do right now from home to kind of better yourself and better your business when we have to be shut down. Number one thing we want to do with our time off is educate. Yeah, I think that 
There is a ton of free education online right now, and especially with everything going on, I believe that there's a lot of companies that are producing even more education. So to kind of like have a few out there, we're thinking about things like Salon Magazine. If you go onto their Instagram, they have a bunch of posts that show all the different Instagram channels or YouTube channels that are doing free education. And a lot of companies are stepping up and doing that right now. Um, Hairbrained, I believe they've been going live every day and they've been showing tons of different free education that way. Um, we even have behindthechair.com. There's always been a ton of free articles and some free stuff on there. There's also some paid content on there as well. But then again, there's just so much education that we can all share. And let's also be honest. There are a lot of times where we don't want to do the sort of boring education, the business building, the, the numbers running, all of those things. So right now, while we're stuck at home, maybe we don't have a mannequin head or maybe we don't have a tripod or whatever else. But anything that we can do at this point uh, is going to help to set us up better. So whatever we do with education, whether it be uh, YouTube videos, whether it be behind the chair, harebrained, all of these great resources, we can use all of it to our advantage, especially now that we have the time. And in fact, uh, Kristen Ashley is planning on releasing her own uh, videos on YouTube. We've already got our first one up, so check that out. Uh, Kristen, did you want to talk about that for a second? Like and subscribe. <laughs> that sounds so pretentious, but seriously, guys. Like it, and subscribe. It really helps support <laughs> my channel. Um, no, but I do want to help give back to everyone because I know that we're all in the same boat right now. And my goal with creating a channel, and this has been a goal of mine for, I'm not going to like probably about two years and I just haven't done it yet. But this is my goal with the time off is to create the content that I wanted to create. And yes, I'm going to be creating a lot of it from home. So I'm not going to have, you know, the studio and a lot of things at my disposal, but I'm going to try to create some content that will help inspire, educate, and motivate every single one of you, because I feel like we just need to be uplifted as a whole, as a full industry. We just need to support each other. And that's what I'm hoping my channel can bring to everyone. So like and subscribe. <laughs> and that kind of brings us to our next point, doesn't it? Which is all of that content that you're planning on creating, you had to plan for it, right, Kristen? Yeah, no, definitely. So point number two? Social media. And that is definitely something that we can all take full advantage of. And I hear all the time that no one has time when they're behind the chair to be posting content and it's another job. It's a whole like entity of its own. And yeah, it is. But this is the perfect time for you to create those systems that are going to help you create content behind the chair for when you are back behind the chair. And once you have a workflow available to you to actually know exactly how you're going to do that, what that process looks like, it can be a lot faster than I think most people think it is. So the first thing is just creating the content. And I know that this can seem like a really overwhelming job. But essentially, it, we are doing it every day when we are behind the chair. We're creating content. So whether it is, you know, you're applying a foil, take a quick picture of that. You've finished someone's hair, take a quick picture of it. If you don't have time to actually do a full setup photo and really play with the hair, take a couple quick pictures from just literally behind the chair. You can share them on your Instagram stories. You can maybe even use them for a post idea. Just take 
photos. Like I can't stress that enough. Take some boomerangs, take some videos, take some photos of every single thing that you're doing and you will have content. Right now I'm going back through all of my camera roll on my phone and I'm finding so much content that I haven't even used just because I take so many photos and videos of everything that I'm doing. And again, Even when you get back behind the chair, you're not taking those photos and videos and posting them right away. You need to schedule out this content. So this brings me to some of the apps that I actually use to help create those systems for myself. So one of the apps I love to use is called Planoly. And Planoly is a Facebook partner. So it is an approved app. And you can actually find this by going into facebook.com. I think it's forward slash business. And in that area, you can actually see what approved third-party apps there are. And I'll just mention, since I didn't know this, Facebook owns Instagram. So if it's a Facebook-approved app, that means you can use it on Instagram, right? That's correct. Wow, I got it right. Yes. So you can go in there and see what ones are approved. So Planoly is one that is approved. And there is a free version and there is a paid version. I use the paid version because it gives me a lot more analytics to understand who my audience is, who I'm talking to, where they're from and kind of like what they're engaging on a little bit more. So this gives me an idea of what type of content that I should produce more of as well. So I have the paid version, but as I said, there is a free version. So essentially, even with the free version, you can go and you can upload a ton of your content, all the photos and different things you have, and then you can just place them around to create a feed spread that you actually like the look of. So again, even just creating content, you have to remember that Instagram is sort of like a magazine and you want it to look aesthetically pleasing. And so the idea is creating stuff that kind of flows. So I have content that I may have created a year ago. I still haven't posted because it hasn't really fit well with my feed yet or to the topics that I'm talking about at that time. So using the Planoly app really helps me understand like what I need to post and when I need to post it. The other thing too that it helps me understand is when my audience is online. So for me, usually between 3 and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when my audience is online. So for me, I need to post between 3 and 4 p.m. every day. Now, that's not really going to happen for me because most of the time, 3 or 4 p.m., I'm usually behind the chair in the middle of some sort of color service. So I can't post at that time. So where Planoly kind of comes into play is I can schedule that content to post automatically at that time so that more of my audience is able to see those photos. So the idea is once a week or once a month, I sit down and I plan out what I'm going to be posting and I can plan out and schedule it out so I know that I have that content. So again, once you're back behind the chair, take tons of photos, videos, everything of every single thing that you're doing, and you'll have the content that you need to do just to post it. So how long would you say it takes you to put together a schedule for yourself for, let's say, a month's worth of content? I'd say for me, I normally do, I'd say, at least a week at a time because... In that week, things might be, I might have other content that I want to post, whether I'm teaching a class or we're going to a show or something like that. So for me, I kind of have a rough idea of what I want for the month, but actually scheduling and posting, I usually do a week's at a time. And how many posts would you schedule for a week typically? So right now I'm trying to post a little bit more, but I would say between three and five posts maximum for the week. For me, because my audience is you guys... um, hairstylists typically are online Monday to Thursday, Friday and Saturday are usually busier in the salon. So I typically don't post content on those days just because we're all busy and we don't have time to really 
see that content. So if they can't engage with it, there's not really a a value in you posting it because they're probably not going to see it. And you might essentially give away great content that not many people would see. Yeah. And my goal is for everyone to see it and get value out of my content. So I want to make sure I'm posting when my audience is online. So that's why I use that Planoly app. It helps me post that content and helps me schedule it out. So in that app, I can actually write my caption of what I want it to say. I can tag the people I want to tag it, do the geo tag. I can um, make my first comment. I can do all these things through the app. So then at three o'clock when I'm busy doing something else, it posts for me and then I can engage with the audience that is seeing it and is engaging with me. So that is like my first tip is to just start scheduling out that content. And trust me, you guys, go back through your phones, go back through your camera roll, see what photos you guys do have and you haven't posted. Maybe you've posted something of someone's hair and you used one photo, but you took 27 million photos. Find another photo of that same client and use that. It's fine to repurpose that. Another thing that you guys can do too, if you guys don't have any actual hair content or hair photos, is even just take some photos of some product. Take some photos of you using some product. Have a fun caption of, this is what I'm using at home right now. Talk about hair treatments. Talk about ways that your clients can utilize the stuff that they already have at home right now and engage with your audience. So some other apps that I actually like to use as well to kind of create even just some fun sayings on my feed would be Canva. So Canva is not an app, it's an actual like site that you can go to, but you can utilize it for free to create some fun uh, photos and different like just fun sayings really, just something to kind of fill your feed with something else. So quotes and kind of inspirational things yeah Yeah. so another one to an app and this is actually a paid app is word swag and i believe like a lot of people already use this but this is a great one you can utilize from your phone they have a lot of ideas for different uh different sayings different motivation stuff that you can add and just kind of just something to kind of fill up your feed if you don't have the hair content right now as well one thing that you guys have to remember too is that social media is meant to be social and that people aren't going to just find you from you not being social. So you need to engage with other people. So if you're trying to find your clientele, you're trying to find where they are and what they're doing, find a hashtag. So we're from Toronto, so we're gonna look up hashtag Toronto and we're gonna find clients through there. So we're gonna find people who have tagged that hashtag in their photos. And if we see something like could be a potential client, like and comment. Give them engaging comments because you want to have conversation with people. Just adding something like beautiful, gorgeous, nice work. Like those aren't engaging comments. You want to engage. So asking them questions, giving them something to answer to. Also, the more that you engage, the more notice that your page is going to get and the more people are going to come to you and start talking to you. And we can get really specific with those hashtags too. Like searching hashtag Toronto is probably not going to engage with uh, the target market that we'd be looking for if we were looking to find guests for the salon, as a for instance. Uh, for Kristen, as a for instance, she might be better off to hashtag King West, right? Because that's the neighborhood that you're a part of or your salon is a part of that makes more sense to bring people through your doors. Yeah, so you want to niche it down even more so. So all these things will just help grow your social media and help bring more of an audience to you. And this is something you guys can all work on right now, now that we've got all the time, right? So creating those systems that are going to help. So even if you sit down and think, how many different types of photos can I take of a client's hair when I'm doing their hair? 
whether I'm, you know, cutting it, coloring it, foiling it, whatever I'm doing, think about the different areas that you can do this in the salon and within your daily routine. So when you do get back to work, you have a little bit more of a system of how to create that content. And now, right now, you're figuring out a system of when you need to post that content and how to do it and schedule it in a way that makes it just easier for you to do and doesn't seem like as big of an overwhelming job, essentially. Right. So that it becomes sustainable, right? Put in the time now so that when you get back to work and everything's, you know, back to full speed and it's going to be, we're all going to be crazy slammed. So if we build those systems now, if we build those workflows out, it'll be a lot easier for us when we go back to work to make that sustainable. Yeah. And I think that brings us really beautifully into our third point, which is website design. And I think this is something that maybe not a lot of hairstylists have their own website, or maybe you're not freelance, maybe you work under a salon and that's fine. This is just something I created my own website years ago, just so I had one area to put all my different social medias together on just sort of like as a landing page. And now that has become even bigger because I am essentially self-employed. I have my own area for my clients to book. I've got my own Amazon store, which is listed through there. I've got a square store that's listed through there. I've got my YouTube channel, my, you know, this podcast, I've got everything kind of linked together on that website. But that sounds like such a massive undertaking. So let's make it clear. It's actually pretty easy. You can use all these different, uh, you know, platform developers, Squarespace, Wix, GoDaddy, all of these different companies have their own website design builders, for lack of a better expression, that are pretty easy so that even somebody who has almost no understanding of graphic design or anything like that can build their own website. Yeah, like I have no, no concept of this, you guys, but I created my own site through Wix. And through Wix, you can create a free site. That means that you don't have like a .com Uh, your own .com name, but you can have one just free through Wix. You can also create your own with your own domain name, which you do have to purchase. And you can purchase that through them, through GoDaddy, through so many different things. So I have my own, which is kahairstylist.com. And it's kind of evolved over time. Recently, I actually just added a store through Square. And Square is like that little like cube thing that you can put into your phones to create to take online, to take payments, like everything a payment else. Reader, right? Yeah, a payment reader. And what they actually have is they have, you can create your own store through them as well. So if you're wanting to sell products, gift cards, whatever things, anything else like that, you can actually create it. And if you, basically they only charge you per transaction. So you're not being charged to have this store unless you actually sell things. So that makes like the overhead not as much and it makes it a lot easier to kind of get into that whole like e-commerce kind of world right so even if you were to set something up like that now and i get you know a lot of people are a little concerned about where their money is going right at the moment but you can set that up essentially for free right and then you're only actually spending money or paying out a fee for things that you're selling so only money out when money comes in Yeah. And it just makes it so much easier. And as I said, if I can create this stuff, I'm pretty sure anyone can because I am not that easy with technical stuff. It doesn't really come easy to me. Stuart knows that he is my technical person. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, I just get really frustrated really easily. So unless things are almost like just like drop this square into this thing and then I understand that, that's the only way I understand it. But that kind of is how it is, right? Like, you basically just drag things around the page. Everything's laid out really well. It's pretty customizable, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all fairly straightforward. So if this is something that you think that you might need or might be able to take advantage of, you might have the time now. 
Exactly. So this definitely is something to help with that whole, with your like sort of online presence. Now, the fourth thing that we have to kind of add to your online presence is even just to create some of that content we were telling you guys about. Right now is the perfect time to create some videos for your clients of stuff they've been asking for, whether it's blow dry techniques, braiding techniques, you know, different things like that, that you can easily create that they can kind of replicate at home. The more content you give to your clientele right now, the more loyal they're going to be for to you in the future as well, because they know that you were there for them at this time. Yeah, it's, you know, we always want to spend as much uh, of our time as possible engaging with the people that are going to be supporting our business long term so if we can continue to do that by making some sort of tutorial by showing them some of your favorite products all of those things are going to help to engage with them and make them feel a little bit more connected with you so that they're more likely to come back and see you when this is all sort of uh, back to normal Exactly. So a couple of ideas of some videos that you guys could create very simple is showing how to blow dry your own hair, how to give like a great blow dry, show a couple techniques of what helps you create some volume in your hair or help smooth out your curly hair, show them a braiding technique or a quick updo technique that they can do at home, show them uh, different types of shampoos and why you recommend products. When you're talking about products, talk about features and benefits. So a feature is a technology that's involved in that product. And a benefit is how that technology is going to benefit them. What is it going to do for them? Because everyone wants to know, okay, that's great. That shampoo looks awesome. What is it going to do for me? And then also like I thought of a really cool one, which would be like how to take care of your hair at home. So shampoos, conditioners, treatments. If you have a square um, or an e-commerce store, you could also have some of these products listed there that they could purchase from you as well at this time, which would be really great. Keep in mind, too, that a number of our guests are going to be dealing with roots for the first time in a long time. And they're probably going to be pretty apprehensive about what to do about it. So this is a good opportunity for us to take the lead and show them what options they have for temporary coverage, whether it be a spray, a powder, a crayon, whatever it is that helps them get through to the next time they can come and have their hair done professionally, because we don't want them resorting to trying to use something off the shelf from the grocery store or anything else. We need to help them in this time to show them what options they have to get through so that we're not dealing with color corrections when they come back into the salon. And creating a video, creating content to help to connect them to do that is going to be wonderful for them. I think there's even like a couple like Instagram campaigns and stuff that people are trying to start of being like, save your roots for your stylist, show them you care. And I think that's such a great thing. And I think us as hairstylists, we should also show them that we have to deal with roots as well. well maybe not you, Stuart. Yeah. Don't really have a whole lot of hair. I don't, but I don't have any. For the rest of us, we can definitely show our clients that, yeah, we're going through it just like you guys are too. And like our stylists are off work. We can't get it done. So giving them other options that they can like help themselves that way, that would be great. Even to the point of when I retail a shampoo or conditioner to a client, I'm always explaining to them how to properly use it. And you would be amazed how many people don't know how to shampoo or condition their hair properly. It can be a mind-blowing experience for somebody when you simply tell somebody, if your hair is not rinsing clean, rinse the shampoo off and re-shampoo again. Yeah, I think that's something that 
Maybe you can create a video at home of explaining how to shampoo and condition their hair. Maybe you can create a video about self-care and how to do that with your hair, whether it's shampoo and a treatment day. You could even create a video of what's in my shower and show them the products that you're currently using. These are all great video options for you guys to create this content for your clientele. And all these things are going to help us to engage with our guests while we're off work, help us to uh, make them feel better so that when they come back to us behind the chair, we're able to take care of them and not miss a beat. But let's be clear, there are going to be some growing pains. There are going to be some moments that are going to be a little bit tough to navigate. So that brings us to our last point, which is planning for when we get back. Yeah, so setting yourself up for success. And I think that's going to look very different for a lot of us. Absolutely. Um, now, I'm like, let me speak quickly about how it's going to affect me. Does that sound fair enough? Sure. So for myself, I'm self-employed. I'm essentially like a booth renter, chair rental, something around those lines. So for me, I do have a lot more flexibility and freedom than, say, a typical employee of a salon, which is where kind of Stuart is in that kind of boat at his salon. So I think both of us speaking about our own, what that's going to look like for us will help kind of navigate it for some other people. So for me, um, I can set my own hours, my days, whatever else I want. I have a key to the space that I work in. I can kind of just have my own free reign. I have all my clients' information, their phone numbers, everything else. I'm able to book you know, their appointments, I'm able to schedule them how I wish. So for me, what that looks like is I'm going to be opening my chair more days for the first few weeks to just try to accommodate everyone. Um, for me right now, I did try to rebook people when I thought we were just off for two weeks. Now it's going on three and maybe longer. So at this time, I'm actually not rebooking anyone. I'm keeping a list in order like in the order that they were booked in. So my top priority was the first person I had to cancel going down to the last person I had to cancel. So then that way it's fair that everyone kind of has to wait the same amount of time. Um, I'm not canceling out people in advance. So right now I've only canceled out the next two weeks. As it goes forward, I will cancel more and more and more and just keep adding them to the list. Everyone knows that I'm going to just contact everyone and let them know as soon as I'm able to rebook, but I'm going to extend my hours and extend my days behind the chair. That might look like six days a week for the next couple of weeks after I get back. I'm also not going to be accepting new clients for the first couple of weeks because I want to make sure I can maintain and take care of all the clientele I currently have. So my books will be closed to new clients for a couple of weeks. That won't be permanent, but it will be until I'm able to manage everyone because I want to make sure everyone that I take care of now, I can really fully take care of as soon as I get back. And I mean, in some ways, even though our businesses look very different, I'm in the same boat. Like when I get back, I'm expecting that I'm probably going to end up working more hours. Um, But I also have a slightly different situation in that I share the space with four other stylists and we're a very small salon. Uh, normally I will take care of two or three people at the same time. I have assistants to help me with a lot of my work. So we very much have to establish, um, what arrangements we can make in order to accommodate more people. But I don't really have a lot to do in this situation. The bookings are all handled through the salon. I don't have access to them. Uh, I'm not able to even see what my schedule looks like while I'm off work. So my owners, who are fantastic, are um, taking care of all of that. They've been answering all of the emails that have been coming in and um, answering messages and things like that. 
I don't have a similar situation to Kristen in that way. And yet, I think for a lot of us, it looks very similar in that we know we're going to be having to work a lot more, at least at first, to accommodate everybody. And that's part of why, you know, as much as we're talking about planning to, to going back and doing all of these other things, we have to keep in mind that we do need to relax a little bit while we're off as much as possible, because when we go back, it's going to be it's going to be busy and we're going to have to be as on top of it as we can. And that, you know, probably also means things like taking the time right now to eat better, exercise, all of those little things that we can do to try and put ourselves in the best position that we can be so that when we go back, we hit the ground running. Yeah. Like I think for Stuart and I, there's a lot of things that we're usually so busy that we don't have time for healthy eating or exercise or anything like that. So Right now, that is something that Stuart and I are trying to make a priority. We're trying to do like some yoga every day and it's comical, um, but we're (laughs) trying. And the other thing too is just eating healthy. Now, Stuart does not enjoy the extra like greens and things that I'm putting on everything. Tofurkey is not real food. (laughs) But you know what? That's just like we're trying to keep our energy up and also just be overall healthier. So when we do get back to work, we do have more energy to be able to accommodate these things. So even like we're talking about changing up our schedule. Yeah, typically both Stuart and I work four days to three days a week, depending, because we also have education requirements and other things that we do as well. Um, Right now, all the education has been kind of like put on hold, obviously, as well. So we don't have that. Um, But for us, typically I work Wednesday to Saturday. That's my typical schedule. I may do Tuesday to Sunday. I may do, you know, Wednesday to Sunday. I may open up the weekend just because I might be able to accommodate more of those clients that can only come in at night. Um, I can accommodate them on the weekend. So maybe working Saturdays and Sundays might be a thing for a while. And me taking my time off is during the week. I haven't quite decided what that looks like yet, just because we don't know how long we're going to be off. So right now I could accommodate people still Monday to Saturday or Tuesday to Saturday if I wanted to open up. But the longer these weeks go, the less evening spaces I have and the less weekend spaces I have to be able to accommodate people and still be able to keep up a cleaner regimen too. just making sure that I'm Lysoling my station in between every client, making sure that, you know, we're keeping everything as clean as humanly possible to make sure we essentially stop the spread of this virus. Yeah. And honestly, all of these things, all of these measures, all of these plans, they're going to have to be pretty flexible for right now because we don't know exactly what uh, the future looks like. But the important thing is to to sort of stay positive, to you know establish a, a, a game plan for yourself, and to try as much as possible to stick to it. Yeah, so even things like when you do reopen, maybe offering, if you can, like a gift with purchase with Uh, retail products that clients are purchasing from you. Maybe you can reach out to some brands to see if they have any samples that your salon can get to be able to offer clients when they are supporting you behind the chair. Um, I know myself, I get these little like sample, like the Mylar foil packages you can get from Amazon. And I will have a video on it shortly um, on my Instagram about how I create my own samples. And you can buy these sample packets from Amazon and you can fill them with whatever product you want. And you just essentially seal them with like a flat iron, they're heat sealed, and you can create your own like little mini sample. So like a squirt of shampoo or a squirt of a treatment, just a little something to say thank you for being in your chair. Or even every single client that comes in for a color service for the first few weeks you're back open, maybe you just purchase or you get from a supplier 
uh, like a hair treatment. Just get a nice big, you know, like a liter. Like a back bar kind of Like a back bar size of it. And you can offer a complimentary treatment for every single person that comes in just as a thank you for them coming in and supporting you. These are all little things that, you know, you may not need to implement. You may not want to implement. It's just for me, I want to thank my clients for sticking by me and for making sure that, you know, I know that I'm not going to be able to necessarily get them in right away and they're having to save the roots for even longer. And I know for some people, I have a client that comes in every two weeks and we've already discussed possible wigs because she just doesn't know how she's going to deal with her roots. So for us, it's just thanking them for being there and supporting your business. That's the biggest thing you have to think about. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we're all in the same boat. We're closed. We don't want to be. We're closed. They don't want us to be. So we're all stuck in the same situation. And it's just important, you know, just generally. And, and all of the, you know, the gifting and appreciation aside, which is all very important, we just have to be good to each other. We just all have to be aware that it's difficult for everybody to, that's going through it. And we're going to do our best to support each other. And I think that should be the the overarching message that comes through in the way we deal with each other at the salon. And even with rebooking people when they, they have to come back in is, you know, we want to let people know that we're there to support them and that we're appreciating that they're supporting us. A hundred percent. And I think that brings us to like just the final thought. And it's just remember, as Stuart was saying, be kind to everyone and hopefully your clients are being kind to you and everyone understands so far. That's all I've been getting is people understanding that this is just a horrendous situation that none of us expected to happen. But just remember, be kind. And if someone is rude to you or someone is so demanding and is making you feel like garbage about trying not getting them in, just remember that you don't need that energy around you either. As much as yes, we can definitely use that dollar, but just be extra kind to them. Kill them with kindness, essentially. Because the more that you're super, super nice to someone who's being mean or being rude to you, the more likely that they can't do anything but be nice to you back. So just remember that is just everyone just keep that in mind. Be kind to everyone. Yeah. Well, I think that's it for today, guys. We want to thank you so much for joining us and we hope to hear from you soon. Yeah. So just remember, follow us over on Instagram, which is married to T-W-O hair, as well as myself, K-A hairstylist. I also have my new YouTube channel, which is KA Hairstylist on YouTube as well. And you guys can also visit my website if you guys want to see what that looks like, which is kahairstylist.com. So we would love to talk to you guys again soon. I think we're probably going to be doing a few more of these while we're in self-isolation. So if you guys want to hit us up on our Instagram channels or even on YouTube and let us know what other types of content you guys want to hear from us, what would really help you guys get through this self-isolation time, we'd love to hear from you guys.